Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just, like, the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes after him. And it just it's really positive to see that. Be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmidt, on 1057 FM, The Fan. Make it 10. That's where the Bucks are at now. 10th straight win after they take care of business in Cleveland, 119 110 over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Welcome in. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. This is the Big and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North here on the fan. And just another day off the calendar, another Bucks win, and another straight, another double-double for Giannis. This is just, it's too much fun. I don't know how else to describe it, but you wake up every day expecting this team to win a basketball game, expecting this team to win a basketball game call it how it is, in convincing fashion, and maybe it wasn't as convincing as you would have liked tonight, but that's because the other side gets paid too. And uh, that Cleveland Cavaliers team showed that they're going to shoot well on a night like this. Any team can make it interesting when they shoot 50% from the field in downtown, and the Bucks just a little bit better tonight and flex that muscle late as they get the win in Cleveland, 119-110. As I said, it was a story of four quarters absolutely in the third quarter made it quite interesting and really a tale of two halves when you look at the difference by defensive effort could be the best way to put it early in the first half the Bucks just completely dominated through the middle parts of the half it became a two-point game at 28-26 they're late into the first quarter Bucks jump out on a quick seven nothing run there and then didn't look back and continued to pad the lead through the first half, led by 22 at one point in that second quarter, ended up leading at the break, 67-47. And coming out of the halftime timeout, it was pretty evident that the eyes were forecasted towards tomorrow night. Bucks playing a back-to-back. They get to come back home. 
see the family and and get back into Pfizer Forum where they've found themselves being all too comfortable here in the last few nights as they're now seven and one at home, eight and two on the road. But they kind of put it on cruise control there for a time being and still good enough to bounce back and regather themselves there in that time into that fourth quarter understanding to push the gas pedal back down they were able to just by all means run away and the light switch continues to flip whatever you want to call it Steve Novak said it best with about a minute and a half left on the clock as the game was still too close for comfort. Cavs brought it within two there, and we'll go through the whole game recap here in about 10 minutes from right now. But there was a point when you knew that one team had to be better than the other and just put the foot down and put somebody out of their misery, and that's exactly what the Bucks were able to do there finally towards the end. But any team in the NBA is going to hang around when they shoot 50% from downtown. 17 of 34 was what the Cavs shot tonight. My question is how and where, how do you fix that? Like, how do you fix a team just being so white hot from deep that they're able to shoot that well against you in that point of the game? A lot was on the way the Bucks were rotating defensively left themselves quite vulnerable a couple of different times. They were not switching as much as I think they usually do in those points and allowed themselves to to be feasted on a little bit. But still, it's another win. It's another double-double for Giannis, now 19 to start out the 2019-2020 season. And the wins just keep coming. The games just keep coming. And you just eyeball into this future part of the schedule. I'm trying to find where the loss is, guys. 22 is the franchise record back in 70-71. So 22 straight, you're at 10. You need to win one really, really tough game against L.A. next week, Friday, a week from today. But other than that, is it at home against New Orleans? On ESPN, late start, 8.30 tip. Is it, I don't know, at Memphis? Is it at home against Dallas on the 16th? I mean, right after that, it's L.A. But guys, we're talking into almost three weeks from now. That Dallas game is December 16th. The The Bucks haven't been losing much at all. They are now 14-1 and in the month of November, and they put it up on the broadcast today, what teams in this organization have done with that hot of a month. Two of them went to the NBA Finals, one won it, two lost in the Conference Finals. More and more, the signs continue to point to what we believed this year was, and it's buying time for the playoffs. But the Bucks are doing it better than anybody else. And I don't know if any other team is going to be able to do it quite like the Milwaukee Bucks. And I could be wrong. There are a bunch of really, really talented teams. But doing what they're doing right now, just haven't really seen it. 414-799-1250. Joel's on the south side. He's up on the fan. Joel, happy Black Friday, man. Really happy Black Friday, too. So I feel like I'm always negative, and maybe it's just because when they're so good, I'm trying to look to, like, okay, what can they do better? And I'm always on the, like, trade this guy, trade that guy. But Middleton... 
So while I actually liked how he played tonight because he was passing the ball more than he was looking to facilitate, which I like. Because mm-hmm. when he's just looking to shoot, he can make shots. We all know that. But it's like he never really gets an easy shot because he doesn't get much separation. And he can hit him, but I feel like you can't always count on that. And that's my beef with Middleton. But I liked how he played tonight. But I'm just saying moving forward. So I'm like looking more future than day-to-day. Because the Bucks, I mean, they're obviously going to be a one or two seed. For they're sure. Be fine. They got a good chance this year to go to the finals with Durant being out. Um, I just feel like they need to prepare for Judgment Day. When they're going to offer Giannis that max extension this summer, and God help me if he doesn't sign it because then next season I'm just going to be stressed out every day, that he needs to be able to look over and be like, okay, is this team good enough? And when you look to the guy who right now is making the most money on the team in Middleton, he's not getting better. He can maybe hold serve and still be how he is for the next couple of years. But if Giannis is going to sign a five-year contract, is he going to be okay with Middleton being the second-best player? And I just don't think he – I don't think that will be the way to go. So that's why I say upgrade. Like, you got to get younger and better because you have to do right by Giannis. Like, you have to sell him. If you just – Hold serve. I honestly don't know if that's good enough. I and and Joel, I completely understand. Let me ask you this: Where, where do you feel when when I look at the Chris Middleton conversation? And I completely agree with you. He wants to look over and understand that that guy can get a bucket at any point in time. That he is truly a second best player on a team that can win a title. But when this team is being built, it's just there's part of the chemistry wise that I feel he believes in and the culture fit of why he wanted Chris Middleton to stay around. But on the same side, I can't believe that a dude of Giannis's caliber, a, a guy of his integrity would go out and say, I need a different dude to play alongside of if we're going to get to the mountaintop. And that's the thing is like, I think you're right, but I don't want to count on Giannis's loyalty. hundred mm-hmm. you know percent. I mean? Yeah. I get what you're saying. I think Middleton is his guy, and I think he loves his team, loves the community. I just don't want to count on that. I want to show him, like, hey, we're going to do right by you as far as talent goes. And and that's going to be the, the key part of this that I think can get solved into where the role for Chris Middleton can be the best at and the rest of the guys on this squad, that it's not a one-two and everybody else. It's one through six to seven that realistically can play 25 to 28 minutes a night on the floor with him at the same time, and he believes he can get the same out of all of those guys. I don't know if it's exactly that he's looking, and and once again, I'm putting thoughts into a guy's mouth that or into his head that I don't know from Adam really in that sense, Joel, so let me be honest with you there. But like if I'm looking at the way this team is built in comparison to how the Warriors were four years ago where it was three top players and then a bunch of role players around. It feels to me that it's a collection of more legitimate depth than just guys filling roles ring chasing. Does that kind of make sense? No, I totally agree. I think this team is very deep, and I think it's conducive for the regular season. Like mm-hmm. tonight, for instance, George Hill, he pulled him through a tough spot in the third quarter. And like Bledsoe, you know, he can get his. And even Chenzo, like he's still ascending and getting better. So I, I totally agree. I just wonder in the playoffs if – those guys won't kind of live up to what they did in the regular season. So I'm sure. thinking we saw what Middleton did against the Raptors. I mean, six points, you can't do that. Like, you need someone as your second-best player that's going to at least give you 15, and that would be struggling. Appreciate it, Joel. Have a good weekend, all right? Hey, you too. Thanks, Bill. There's the Chris Middleton conversation is just so evergreen, and, and what we mean by that is you can bring it up at any point in time, and it's always a lightning rod. But on nights like tonight where – he plays 23 minutes. He's coming off the bench. It's a role that I think a lot of people 
want to believe that that's what he should be, that's what he is. Guys, he's the starting three on this team. But I believe in what Joel is, the premise of Joel's argument is, never believe that this that the status quo is always good enough. Like, Can you always be improving? You believe so. But does that come into player acquisition or player development? And I think that's a big part of the conversation and the struggle, the internal war, if you want to say, that goes on in that Bucks front office on a day-in and day-out basis. They know and understand the talent level of some of these teams that you're going to go up against in the latter parts of the playoffs. But they also understand the talent level that's on this team and the culture fit of this group. How does that even out over the course of 82 can be different how it stacks up in a series of best of seven. But at this particular point in time, I don't know if going out and making these wholesale changes that we all want, or some want, I should say, I don't want to put everybody in that group, but I just don't think that's the best way to sell a superstar on continual organizational strength. I'm going to explain a little bit more of that coming back, but there's more signs, I think, to pointing at teams and superstars wanting organizational strength and a culture built upon winning than just maybe as it was three to four years ago, the billboard style headlining name recognition only waiting for the clicks and and social media hits type of talent. And and there's there's a, a fraction that I do believe still want that. But I think the guy that we're looking at and hoping is still a part of this organization for the long tall after this offseason, I think he might be in a little bit more rarefied air. We'll, we'll continue this conversation on the other side. It's a great debate, and it is built around Giannis being the best player in basketball and the best player in the world right now as he extends his Double-double streak to start out the 2019-2020 season to 19, did it halfway through the fourth quarter. It was a little bit dicey as Giannis sat for most of the third, needed all of his 32 minutes to get the 33-12 that he had tonight. But for him to stay long-term is the culture of winning. We'll get into that at 414-799-1250. Also, where do you see the next Bucks loss as they've won 10 straight halfway to the franchise record? We're back after this on The Fan. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. Well, a big story of this game was the Cleveland Cavaliers and what they did. They shot 50% from deep. Not many teams are beating an opponent that shoots 50% from downtown. In the second half, the Cavs at one point were 15 of 20. That is what we would call white hot in the this day and age. That's what the kids are calling it nowadays. But the Cavs end up shooting 50%, 44 of 88 from the field, 17 of 34 from deep. And 5 of 10 from the foul line, 50% clean across the board. The Bucs do a little bit better in two of those three categories. Shoot 51% 
uh, make one more field goal than the Cavs at 45 to 88. 12 of 34 from downtown. Each team shot the same amount of field goals and the same amount of three-pointers. But it was from the free-throw line where the Bucs really were able to clean up tonight and attempt 23 foul shots, knocking down 17 of them. And yes, everybody wants to know this every single night. Giannis was 3 of 4 from the charity stripe tonight. Only shot 4 free throws and no fouls. So those are always good nights. Those are the nights that we all are excited about. When Giannis is able to stay out of foul trouble, get to the free throw line maybe a little bit more than he did tonight, but also be able to extend that double-double streak that is uh, definitely taking on a life of its own. 19 straight double-doubles to begin the season for Giannis. He chases down. The record is somewhat clouded for me as I'm trying to do a little bit more research on it. Chasing down Bill Walton for the most to start out a year since the merger. The belief from Elias Sports Bureau is that Will Chamberlain went like three straight years or something with a double-double. So, I mean, the regular consecutive streak is at like 227 or whatever. But since the merger is a little bit easier to get numbers on, Kevin Love owns that record at 53 straight. He passed Moses Malone's record of 51 that spanned it over a couple of years right there. So Giannis still a long way to go if that is uh, what is in his sights. But right now, Bill Walton is a little bit closer, and that number is 15 away. 15 more games that Giannis would need a double-double, but 10 more games for the Bucks to tie the franchise record for most consecutive wins as they sit now at 10 after a 119-110 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight back at Pfizer Forum tomorrow. 414-799-1250 in Muskego we find Dave tonight on the fan. Dave, hey, how good you to hear Good to hear from you, man. Uh, first time caller, uh, Congrats on this uh, show and everything. I listen to you guys every morning. Um, want to catch on uh, two things. One, uh, Giannis's free throws, whatever. Um, I could care less how many he misses. He's doing everything else for the team every, in any can every category. That's uh, true. So if he misses free throws, so be it. He's doing everything else he can to win for us. And then the second thing I want to catch on is um, we won't make Giannis happy, right? Yeah, absolutely. So why would we want to get rid of? one of the guys he wants on this team in Middleton. I don't understand why these callers are calling in and saying, Trey Middleton, this and that. Um, we want to make Giannis happy for the contracts this upcoming summer. Don't trade Middleton. That's, uh, he, I don't know, I'm confused on that. Dave, I, I also am confused with it because I, I think sometimes it's a little bit of a catch-22 because if you believe yeah. that you're, in in that sense, it's addition by subtraction, I don't believe Giannis would have vouched as hard as he did for Chris Middleton to get paid and get the kind of money he did if he believed that it was addition by subtraction. Exactly. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it, man. Hey, Dave, before you before you leave, how many straight games do you think the Bucks win? When do you think their next loss is? Uh, I'm probably, probably, uh, I'm going to say in the next week or so. I, I think they could be an easy one to a team that we think that they're going to blow out. I just... It's going to happen. We can't go. We can't stress about it. It's a long season, and we're still going to get the number one seed. All right, appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for the call. That's Dave and Mosquito at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Room for you as well, if you want to hop aboard. So he says next week that would be New York, Detroit, or the L.A. Clippers that would come up. The Clippers would be the fourteenth consecutive win. Orlando, New Orleans. You keep 
ripping off pages. Then it's at Memphis, back-to-back with Cleveland there uh, in a couple of weekends from right now. You can make that. It would be 17-18. The Dallas and and L.A. Lakers games are going to be two tough ones, but both of those are at home. That would make it 19-20, and if my math is correct. And that is just incredible. That would be 19-20. and So... You'll have three national televised games in there. The New Orleans game at Pfizer Forum, once again, an 8.30 tip-off on the 11th. That would be on national TV. An NBA TV game against the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic at Pfizer Forum, along with then a L.A. Lakers game on TNT that's spotlighted for Thursday, December 19th. That would be the franchise tying 20th consecutive victory. For the Milwaukee Bucks. Long way to go. They still got to play the Clippers, who right now are the second best team in the Western Conference behind those LA Lakers who come into today 16 and 2. We'll get to look around the scoreboard a little bit later on. But those two teams continue to make set the pace out west. And the Bucks are really setting the pace in the Eastern Conference and doing what they have to do, taking care of business against teams that they know they're better than than we know they are better than. And they do that tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers on the road. And Giannis is able to get his elusive double-double, make it 19 consecutive. But it gets a little hairy there in the middle of the game. And late into the third quarter, early into the fourth, this one got very, very dicey, close, testy, whatever you want to call it. But when a team is shooting 75% from downtown, that is going to happen. And the Cleveland Cavaliers kept themselves in this one by their shooting from beyond the arc. A lot of it was Darius Garland, the rookie, had 21 tonight. He was 5 of 7 from deep. Osman was also 3 of 6 from deep. 50% was Kevin Love. He was 4 of 8 from downtown with 16 points. 16 as well for Colin Sexton. 18 off the bench and 3 of 4 shooting from beyond the arc came Larry Nance Jr. off the bench in 27 minutes. He had 18 tonight. Take a look through our game recap tonight. It starts back all the way 13 seconds into the game. Giannis starts it out the best way he knows how. He was mean-mugging people for the jump. So a premier driver finds another one. Dunk and one. Giannis out of the combo. Oh, my goodness. Wake up. That the was a scripted started. play. That's the play they worked through this morning. Got the mean mug in the shoot First play of the game. Even Steve Novak was a little bit taken aback. Yeah, mean mug right out of the bat. Come on, Giannis. What did you start out angry? Well, again, into the first quarter, he showcased he was a little feisty. Steven Chinzo and Giannis. Giannis flying in and emphatically puts it back. Yeah, he did that a couple of times. That made it just a two point game, and the Bucks still a two point game as it stayed close early into the first, and Brooke Lopez with some thunder. Brooke Lopez hammers, 21-17, Milwaukee. Just a little replay. Brooke wanted to dunk like Giannis did, right down the middle of the lane like that. It was beautiful. Put it up high. Leave the new. Get out of the way. Splash Mountain didn't want to let Giannis have only all the fun in the paint. And then there was Ursan Ilyasova drawing a charge there in the middle of the first quarter. Bucks are able to pull away close to the end. And this one to end the period, put the Bucks up nine. Chris Middleton behind the back. Robin Lopez sheds Clarkson and hits the three-pointer. He sips the cup of tea. That's nice. Robin Lopez from the feed 
from George Hill makes it a 38-29 game and into the second period. The Bucks just continued to coast. They rode a couple of big runs, one 17-5, pulled the game away, and it was a 20-point lead. It was a 22-point lead. This one ended the second and made it 67-47. Chris Middleton, yes, 1.8 on the game clock. That was the differential. Chris Middleton coming off the bench to start out tonight's game. He was 5 of 10 from the field, 0 of 2 from deep, but finished with 12. Two of them came right there. Into the third quarter, it got real close as Cleveland came out firing from deep. George Hill, just he just gets hot, and he was the lightning rod the Bucks needed off the bench tonight. Oh, wow. Hey, look, when the Bucks needed a bucket last time down... G. Hill for three. You just saw that one. Big time. The Bucks extend the lead there. George Hill, just as it gets close enough for the Cavs to be within one. George Hill, in the only way I can explain it, was when you're playing 2K and the one dude that is only really good at shooting because he knows the perfect timing with the shot meter right next to where the hand releases, not necessarily the guy's actual shooting stroke. It was two dribbles with the right hand, and George Hill was like, I'm just going to fire. I'm better than you. And cashes one in, and the Bucks were able to move the lead out just a couple there into the third. How about into the fourth quarter? It gets a little bit dicey and gets a little closer as the Cavs, at this point, shooting 10 of 15 from beyond the arc. Giannis, he starts out the fourth from beyond the arc. Giannis hits the three ball, his second of the night. He's two for six. And I like that he's shooting threes when it matters because I had said earlier he might get some up to try to get some practice shots in and to get a rhythm from three. But now the game's in the, in the thick of it right now, and he's shooting them. I like that. He ended up two of eight from beyond the arc, 14 of 26 from the field with 33. Giannis there sat for the majority of that third quarter and part of the reason why the Cavs were able to put up a 42 spot there in the third period. But Giannis starts out the fourth from deep and Giannis flushes it to maybe put this thing a little bit on ice. No, it was only a three-point lead after this flush. Giannis takes Larry Nance in there, gets it back. Second time and hammers it down. Oh, 31 with 11 rebounds. The fans can't believe what he has. Jim Paschke was was confused as how many times Giannis actually touches the ball. Just listen to this one more time. Giannis takes Larry That's Nance the first. in there, gets it That's back. That's the second. That's second the third. time and hammers it down. Oh, 31 with 11 rebounds. The fans count it two offensive rebounds and then a two-handed flush from the reigning defending MVP. Made it 111-108, and then he put it on ice. This, the defensive play of the game, brought to you by Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power online at liuna113.org from the MVP. And now Giannis applies double-team pressure on Sexton, and they get the ball. Look at that. That's a body blow. I don't know if it's the knockout yet, but what a play. Giannis right in the middle of everything. we got to see that again. We'll get a chance to replay. Just Giannis' activity, the way he's with it. I'm not sure what Coach Bud was thinking. That's Novak and Paschke on the call. Fox Sports Wisconsin. Jim Paschke didn't want to call it the knockout blow, but that kept the Bucks up five. And really from there, it was an offensive possession into four quarters offense with a few different just 
hustle plays that the Bucks were able to come up with on the boards. Dante DiVincenzo and Pat Connaughton doing the dirty work. The Bucks had the ball from 141 on the clock to 13.3 on the clock and took five shots. Five shots through the last minute and 20 seconds, minute and 30 seconds, they possess the basketball because they continue to get offensive rebounds and at that point just hold the Cavaliers out like the little kid running. And and you're just holding his head, almost like palming the head like a basketball and the legs are just running, 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 and there was nothing you could do. There was no ground being caught up because the Bucks were just holding him away, just, just at bay, right there, right within arm's length. Just close enough where you didn't get to cash out on a ticket if you took the Bucks, giving the 12 tonight. Bucks end up winning on the road against Cleveland tonight, 119-110. We're going to hear from Matt Velasquez inside the Bucks locker room or just outside of the Bucks locker room after he's done talking to the MVP and the rest of the crew before they come back to Fiserv Forum tomorrow night, take on the Charlotte Hornets. Also hear from Coach Bud. A lot more to get to still on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt with you after another Bucks win 10 straight right here on The Fan. Played a big role off the bench today. Let's check our bench mob moment of the game. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Chris Middleton behind the back. Robin Lopez sheds Clarkson and hits the three pointer. He sips the cup of tea. That's nice. Wow. Hey, look, when the Bucks needed a bucket last time down, G Hill for three. Just saw that one. Big time. Couple of big time shots off the bench for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. You heard from Chris Middleton. He had 23 minutes off the bench with 12 points, 5 of 10 from the field. Robin Lopez, he was 3 of 4 from the the field in his 14 minutes of work also pitched in five boards. That three closed out the first quarter of third first quarter that the Bucks scored 38 points in and had themselves a nine point lead against the Cavs after one period. And George Hill led the Bucks bench in scoring. He was the second highest scorer in a deer jersey tonight with 18, six of ten from the floor, four of six from behind the arc, and two of two from the foul line for number. Three. He spoke with Zora Stevenson after the game about yet again another win and just what he is able to do confidence-wise off the bench. George, a bit of a shootout there in the second half. What did the team do to gut out this win and hold off the Cavs just enough? Well, we got lucky and got some stops. Um, you know, Coach made an adjustment late in the fourth quarter to start reading the thing, and we kind of took away, you know, the pick and pops where they were living off of and uh, got a couple stops, led to some easy transition points. Longest win streak for the Bucks since the 1985 1986 season. What's it like to make history with this group? I mean, it's always fun to win. Um, you know, we go to work every day to compete at a high level, to play together and just have fun out there, and, it, and it's showing. You've been out for a couple games with some back soreness. Happy to be on the court tonight? For sure. It, it sucks to be sitting out, you know, especially when your team is going to war. So happy to be back out there with them, and we got to get some rest and get ready for tomorrow. Thanks, George. Thanks. That's George Hill after the game tonight with Zora Stevenson out at the this is no longer Quicken Loans Arena. I, I caught that later on today. Uh, that it it's no longer Quicken Loans Arena, which is is sad because Quicken Loans the queue was just 
I mean, it was so icon. The name was just great. Instead, as everything does go big business, it's now Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, which I'm I'm not gonna lie, that does sound kind of cool, but it's like. Can Seiko Fieldhouse in in uh, Indiana, right? That that used to be the name of it. Now it's Banker's Life Fieldhouse or whatever it is. And you get the Q, just a classic name. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Just like, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers playing in Miller Park. Instead, it'll be, you know, American Family Fields of Insurance Adjustments or and a lower deductibles or something. Lower deductibles park. That sounds good. This is the one. It's 414-799-1250 is the phone number. This is the Pick and Save Pros postgame show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Talking with you after yet again another Bucks win. As they've now won 10 straight, they eyeball the franchise record, which sits at 20. That was by the team in 70-71. Can the Bucks chase that down? We will see. But if they have anything like that team did, they have a superstar and an MVP of the league. That team had Kareem. This one gets the best thing that we've seen in this city since Kareem. And that is Giannis Atetokounmpo, number 34. Dude is outstanding. And where does he end up deciding and what does he end up choosing to do at the end of the year? That's all going to be decided well in advance. I mean, we have... Callers always want to have that conversation of how are we going to convince Giannis that this is the right place for him to be. I believe it's continuing to pump out winning teams, big wins, big winning streaks like this, continuing to knock off and, and take care of teams that you need to. And and then also, guys, a lot of this does come down to culture and fit. Whatever the narrative can be and and however it can get shaped about whatever the girlfriend wants to do, all of that. I've heard all of the possibilities as to why Giannis would be pulled away from Milwaukee. I really have. And I don't discredit any of them. They all have valid points. They all come from beliefs and there's ideas and maybe history behind why your beliefs are shaped that way, whatever it is, I understand. But the fact of the matter is, to me, there's there's a stark difference between playing for a team, playing for an organization, and to call a spade a spade, playing for an ownership group that has the integrity that the Milwaukee Bucks organization and ownership groups appears to have. You you took on a, an organization today in the Cleveland Cavaliers that not once, but twice, twice, within a decade, uh, yeah, a decade, because it was four years in my, told the best player in the world, we're good, we're good. You know, you, you, we're glad you're here. We appreciate it, but all this winning, it's really costing us a lot of money and we we think that we're we think we're good on the winning. We we think we're we think we're all right. That was Dan Gilbert who the first time LeBron left, they they courted him, don't get me wrong. Part of the six or eight teams whatever that met with LeBron 
down in L.A. when he had his whole corporate meeting. Everybody came to him, gave their sales pitches right over the four-day span, and people brought in billboards of what they'll have over their arenas, the wraps, all that good stuff. He ends up going to the Miami Heat. Dan Gilbert goes and just absolutely shreds this dude's integrity, belief in the game, desire to win, in a huge public statement that just bashed the dude and basically said, we're better without you. We will be better without you. Well, there, there was a quote in it. What was it? It was like, I vow that this team will win a title before our self-believed king or whatever it was, self-acclaimed king. They made a joke about the dude's nickname that he got given to him when he was like a junior in high school. Our hometown kid. That that was another part of it. It's from the city, from the area. So every reason to want to stay, right? Then fast forward eight years later, after LeBron came back, won a title, was trying to do it again, was an absolute boneheaded, maybe slightly intoxicated, whatever you want to say, idea and belief by J.R. Smith that they had a lead instead of a tie game in game one of the NBA Finals. That whole series could be different, depending on how that goes. Hearsay. Then, while recruiting that guy again, said, you know, LeBron, really appreciate it, man. It's been great. You know, we won a title. We did everything we said we were going to do when you first came here. We drafted you number one overall in 2003. But, man, it's really costing us a lot of money. I mean, a lot of money. And we really want you back because we think you should probably end your career here. You know, you're from the area, a hometown guy. It's a great story. You're the man. Jersey's already retired. Essentially, not physically, but... Like you, you are you are the icon that we've always wanted. You you are Cleveland. You made it Believeland. All that good stuff. All the trademarks. All the money they made. It was costing a lot of money. Guys, from the every bone and fiber in my body says this ownership group is too smart to allow that to happen. And they are because they've seen. It worked. They've seen it not work. Despite how maybe both of their coaching changes came about, maybe they weren't the cleanest. The Larry Drew firing definitely wasn't the cleanest or dismissal. Hiring of Jason Kidd, that was all murky. But that was early, so he gave them kind of a pass. Then Jason Kidd. The tell-all article that he had to tell everybody and look all the board members in the eye and say, who in this room has ever bleeping won a title? I know how to win. I know what we're doing. You guys don't know what you're talking about. I will make this team successful. Okay, well, they didn't like hearing that, so they moved on. But learning from mistakes and learning about the business, learning kind of on the go if you're these owners, believe they found a foundation and a core culture that taps into one of the best winning cultures that this sport had ever seen, that being the San Antonio Spurs, 
and really the only small market team to have that kind of success ever. And we're able to get a piece of that and then also try to rebuild and maybe maybe redo that. And I think this organization is as close to a more modern-day Spurs organization than we will have seen. Is Chris Middleton Manu Ginobili? Well, guys, I don't really think so, but that's also kind of very unfair to do at this particular point in time because Manu Ginobili wrapped up a Hall of Fame career, which includes, what, three, four NBA titles? Like, you get to look at the totality of somebody's career and then what the Bucks signing $177 million to believes is the beginning of the prime of Chris Middleton's career. So the rest of the story is still yet to be written with the superstar only being 24 years old. But the way that and the path that has been set in front of the work that has been done already and a lot of the promises that have continued to come forth and then fulfilling of those promises, building the new arena, building the new practice center, getting themselves into conversations free agent-wise that really you never were before. Is that able to be sustained? Or is this just a flash in the pan? Feels more to me like it's sustainable than not. But that's going to be his decision. We're going to have to just live with it. But depending on, like, have the Bucks done everything I believe in their power to make that choice clear to Giannis that this is the place he needs to be? I really do believe they have. You're going to hear from Mike Budenholzer here coming up shortly. Also, Matt Velasquez inside the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. He will join us as well, beat writer for the Milwaukee Bucks at JS Online. A lot more to get to. Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. We'll name an MVB. Also, we'll get an X-Factor of tonight's game and still getting inside the coach's corner This Hour on the Fan is brought to you by Dan McCormick Law Office and the McCormick Law Office, your auto accident and work injury attorney. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Appreciate you hanging out. 414-799-1250. There's plenty of room for you here on the phone lines after the Bucks win their 10th straight. We're talking about it with you on the fan. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the wrench and go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch with you. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Again, Bucks get a win. Again, Giannis has a double-double. Again, the Bucks just run away whenever it became too close. And it was too close for comfort a couple of different times tonight. Let's be honest about it. 15 of 20. Most teams aren't going to be able to do that. I'm going to ask Matt Velasquez when he joins us here in about 10 minutes from right now how many times he's ever seen a team do that. The Cavs shot 50% from... The field, 50% from downtown, 50% from the charity stripe. That is also a feat that is uh, rather strange, and it's also indicative of a team that's 5-14. and 14. Uh, Maybe it's not. I mean, you any team that shoots and hits 17 threes, 
That's a heck of a night. Bucks and most other teams aren't going to be able to withstand that. The 16-3 and now Bucks are able to tonight with the best player in the world, having 33 points, 12 boards, and two assists. Drive of the game. It was Giannis once again. And this one somewhat put it on ice, but, you know, Jim Paschke and Steve Novak just a little bit too modest. Giannis just does all the work. Giannis takes Larry Nance in there, gets it back a second time and hammers it down. Oh, 31 with 11 rebounds. The fans can't believe what he has. Giannis is just trying to pad the stats. He ends up with three offensive boards, gets two of them there, and finishes with a two-handed dunk to pound out and at that point maybe give another body blow, as Jim Paschke liked to call it, against the Cleveland Cavaliers that ended up stockpiling up for them to finish it off and get the win Tonight against the Cleveland Cavaliers, 414-799-1250 is the phone number. Also, you can email us live at 1057fmthefan.com when he's fresh, never frozen inbox. Going to hear from the head coach, Mike Budenholzer, now as he spoke just after the game at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. It's brought to you by Schneider after each and every game. For 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time than anyone else. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call them at at 1-800-44-PRIDE. Mike Budenholzer, the audio courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. First half by us to get a a lead like that on the road and then to sustain um, a heck of a shooting performance by them in the second half. They were just um, lights out from three-point line. Um, I do think we could be better defensively, but that was uh, a really, really impressive shooting display they put on. And we're just very fortunate to have a big cushion and to withstand that run. Um, guys made enough plays down the stretch. Giannis made some plays. George Hill and Chris off the bench, huge. So um, Dante with some big hustle plays and Pat. So, um, you know, good went for us on the road. And, um, you know, heck of a shooting performance by them in the second half. How did Georgia's spark in that third quarter particularly really help to balance out the Cavs' hot streak there? Yeah, I mean, it's like once in a while we had to answer every three they were making. It was like just, you know, um, three ball after three ball, and George hit some that you could just tell it was dispiriting for them. Um, But, you know, it was um, we needed all of it. I'm curious, you close with Dante, George, Pad. I would assume the energy they were giving the offensive rebound was a big part of that, but just kind of what were you seeing lately with those guys closing that game out? Yeah, you know, I think their athleticism just spread the court out a little bit more, um, maybe changed the look for Giannis, and, um, you know, defensively those guys can kind of scramble and, and compete on the defensive boards too, and um, so I think it, it helped us, you know, just kind of get over the hump or get through that, that last, you know, four-minute stretch. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. 119-110 win. Bucks take care of the Cleveland Cavaliers and now it's 10 straight. The franchise record from 70-71 of 20 straight. I mean, right in, right in the sight lines at this point. 
uh, if you're looking that far ahead, could come against the Los Angeles Lakers at home. A lot of work still to do and a lot of work for this guy still over the holiday weekend. That's a double-double, a back-to-back. Bucks in Cleveland now back home tomorrow night against the Charlotte Hornets. And joining us now is Matt Velasquez, beat writer for the Journal Sentinel JS Online. Matt, appreciate the time, man, on the holiday weekend. First off, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, a good one, a, a good one with the family. Any any good eating? What was the best thing you were able to scarf down yesterday? Oh, man, happy Thanksgiving to you guys, too. Uh, definitely was a good one. Got to uh, we made some some breakfast bombs in the morning, little little crescent roll dough okay. uh, with scrambled eggs, bacon, uh, cheese, sausage, Ooh. all wrapped in, and you wrap it all together, you know, in uh, kind of like an empanada type situation. Yeah. Then you then you bake it, and you have it all in the in, in the in the roll already. So that was good. Then you bring on the the usual stuff, uh, you know, turkey, gravy, mashed potato stuffing, you know, corn okay. pudding, all kinds of. All kinds of good stuff. Now, I, uh, I, in the afternoon, so that was that was good. It was a great day. I love how you you do that. See now now not many savvy vets or, or people are a little bit more inexperienced here, Matt. So you start out with a legit appetizer, a good hearty breakfast, get the food in you, then you're able to lay it down with the big stuff in the afternoon. That that's smart work there. I'm I'm proud of you, yeah. my friend. Yeah, it's a day where you're not really having lunch. So you gotta you gotta put down a, a good breakfast. Yes. You know, set set the foundation and then come back. You know, you're having that early dinner. Uh, it, it'll definitely hold you over. So it was a it was a good one two punch there. And and another good one two punch. This one off the bench now, Matt for for the Bucks here. The last couple of nights, seeing Chris Middleton work himself back in the lineup, coming off the bench, keeping. Wes Matthews and Dante DiVincenzo there in the starting lineup. But 23 minutes from Chris off the bench, uh, a little bit quieter night, but he's he's definitely able to feel himself back into the rhythm with 12, but 18 off the bench as well from George Hill. The the bench scoring and the, the scoring in that second unit, those two are really holding it together right now. Yeah, I thought Middleton was really good. Um, I think he, he passed up a few shots and, and instead was able to find Robin Lopez uh, for like three first half assists, uh, they had a nice little chemistry going, um, and and just kind of allowed both of them to get into the flow of the game. Uh, and and then George Hill, I mean, he had eight eight points, three assists by halftime, and then he came up huge in a stretch there in the third quarter where you know Cleveland was just making bucket after bucket after bucket. Pretty much all of them were threes, and George Hill, you know, he was answering the call. You know, three three by him, another three, and then he he got inside for a bucket. Um, so eight straight points when. You know the Cavs were were charging hard, and and the Bucks needed someone to yeah. be able to get some consistent offense, and he was the guy who was able to do that. Uh, and you know he was in there late with you know Pat Connaughton and Dante Divincenzo. Those guys, you know, were were active on the boards on both ends, and and really helped the Bucks seal the win with the way they were able to fight for offensive rebounds uh, and give the Bucks extra chances. At one point there in the fourth quarter through the second half, it was like 15 of 20. The Cavs were shooting from deep, and the three-point shot keeping them really in the in the game tonight. But the amount of threes that they hit and being able to shoot 50% from downtown just doesn't happen very much. But an, a good win and one where obviously you're productive enough from the field shooting over 50% yourself to beat a team that was that white hot from downtown. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, there you know there have been a, a pretty uh, sizable run of games now that the Bucks have had. Uh, their opponent shooting really well from outside, and, and some of that is allowing open looks above the break and, and other teams knocking them down, but part of it's just bad luck. I mean, you, there's only so much you can do to defend a three-pointer. I mean, I think the 
the research is that once the ball gets out of the guy's hands, unless you block it, like you you haven't really defended it necessarily. Yeah. Uh, so it's just it's just whether it goes in or not. Um, and so the Bucks, you know, both teams shot I think 34 threes. Um, just that the uh, the Cavs made 17 of them. I think the Bucks made 12. Um, you know that that's just gonna happen some nights in the NBA. There are gonna be nights where the Bucks shoot like that. Um, there have been nights where the Bucks have shot like that. We've seen that over the past you know season and a quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you have to be able to, to navigate that. It helps that they were able to, you know, get out to a really big lead, be up 22. You know, they, they only allowed 18 points in the second quarter. Uh, so they, they, they did all those things well to give themselves a cushion. Uh, but I think Bucks fans are probably still a little apprehensive about seeing another big lead slip away in another game where they could have seen, you know, more guys rest, uh, you know, fall by the wayside. Yeah, and, and that is one, you know, 32 minutes from Giannis plays – the majority of of the fourth quarter, if not all of it, only had about 20 minutes of play other than that before in the first three. So being able to, having to stretch him in that fourth quarter may be a little bit tough, but Matt, 10 straight wins. And I'm just looking at the rest of this schedule here on out. You finish up the back-to-back at home against Charlotte, at home against New York, on the road against Detroit. Now the Clipper game still uh, next Friday looms large as the key one that they could lose, but... Outside of that, you're looking at maybe 18, 19, even 20 in a row if they get past that Clipper game against teams that for sure they're going to be favored in games and, and also just games that purely you expect them to win, right? Yeah, I mean, they've got a pretty good stretch of games. Um, as you mentioned, you know, the Hornets are coming into Milwaukee tomorrow uh, also on a back-to-back. They were in Detroit yeah, uh, tonight. Good point. So, you know, so they, they had a, a close three-point win over the Pistons in Detroit, so that they also have to travel uh, to get here after a, a tight game. Um, you know, you look at the the Knicks come come after that, and and then going to Detroit. Those are games that the Bucks should be able to win, and I'm I'm looking forward to that game against the Clippers. That should be the first chance to see Kawhi Leonard and Paul George together against this Bucks team. Uh, not neither team is on a back to back. There yep. shouldn't be any load management. There shouldn't <laughs> be anything anything like that. You know, this should just be two elite teams going head-to-head, and I, I know we're skipping over three games to get there, but it's going to be a great one. It, it really is, and and I did the same thing. First thing I eyeballed after seeing the Clippers on the schedule, are they on a back-to-back? Because we want to be able to see Kawhi and Paul George and just how that depth stacks up with the star power as well that they have against the Bucks on, on the Bucks' home floor. Matt, enjoy it tomorrow night. We'll talk after the game tomorrow, and uh, appreciate you joining us on the holiday weekend, man. Absolutely. Can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow. All right, Matt, take it easy, man. We'll talk tomorrow night after the game. That is Matt Velasquez joining us tonight on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, as he does each and every game uh, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019, look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Once again, Matt Velasquez brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Give you an MVB next when we come back and wrap this thing up after the Bucks get yet another win. This one on the road. They're now nine and two away from Pfizer Forum, sixteen and three overall here in 2019. It started out 19 straight double doubles for Giannis as he puts up 33 and 12 again tonight. Bucks win by nine. We're back. I'm Baby Tausch. Big and Save Pros post game show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North here on the fan. Giannis.
Harris tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby. Tausch in with you tonight, as always, after the Bucks get yet another win. Counted up 10 straight. Just ripping pages off the calendar, continuing to get W's. That's what the Bucks have done and will continue to do, I believe, for the at least the next three nights. That, that Clippers game a week from tonight is the big one. You you're finally get a test, finally get a look at Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, along with the depth of that team against the Milwaukee Bucks. As we talked about with Velasquez, there's no load management, so that is not an excuse. We don't have to worry about that being the reason why Kawhi Leonard doesn't play. Paul George, same deal. The Bucks aren't on a back-to-back, so they're not compromised at all. Both teams will come in full strength. Both teams will come in uh, guns blazing, ready to rock and roll. That one not on national TV. Uh, I do not know what the NBA was thinking, not putting that on national television. Also, Luka Giannis, doesn't that just make too much sense i mean i guess nba tv is technically national television somewhat but i mean you're going up against monday night football i understand but once again let's just figure out a way to make sure that mostly anybody that wants to see that game is able to because that's one that should not be missed by anyone bucks win 119 100 look around the rest of the association earlier today He was not in uniform. He was in sweats once again, or at least nice clothes. That was Kyrie Irving as his Nets beat the Celtics this time in Brooklyn, 112-107, part of a back-to-back home-and-home that those two teams played. Celtics now 13-5. Raptors go down to Orlando and get a hard-fought win, 90-83. They're now 14-4. The Hornets, who come into Milwaukee and Pfizer Forum tomorrow night, got a three-point dub in Detroit, 110-107. The Knicks hang on at MSG. The 76ers hang on against the Knicks at MSG, 101-95. Excuse me, Simmons. Uh, with a steal and an inbound, finishes with a dunk to basically salt that one away. But Joel Embiid finished with 27 points, 17 boards, and a pair of assists. The Warriors just continue their horrific 2019 as they lose to the Miami Heat down at South Beach, 122-105. to Golden State now 4-16 and on the season, 2-9 of nine away from Golden State. The Pacers... They get the Hawks tonight. This one finished in overtime just a few minutes ago. We saw the conclusion of it. 105-104, Indiana gets the win. The Thunder beat the New Orleans Pelicans at home tonight. That one, 109-104. Jazz, 103-94. They upend the Grizzlies in Memphis. And the Spurs outlast the Clippers at home in San Antonio by 10, 107-97. Kawhi Leonard in his return to San Antonio goes off for 19-7-7. Seven, and seven. LaMarcus Aldridge led the Spurs. 17 points, 8 boards, and 7 assists. That'll do it tonight. Bucks get another win. They're back on the floor tomorrow night at Fiserv Forum. This time it's the Charlotte Hornets. And can the winning streak get to 11? Bucks staring down halfway to the franchise record of tying the 20 straight mark that the team in 70-71 has. They've won 10 straight. No sign of stopping as they take on the Charlotte Hornets tomorrow night at Pfizer Forma 730 tip. We're here on after the game. My thanks to Sam Schmitz. 
Matt Velasquez also for joining us. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Appreciate you hanging out. We'll talk to you tomorrow night right here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.